pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On the old part, it's Steve Sipple of On3, HuskerOnline.com, and he joins us right now on the 42 Degrees the Source hotline. Sipple, good day. How are you? <laughs> what are you guys doing in Omaha? Well, we've actually spent the last, what would you say, oh, Jack? Oh, you're going to love this, we, Sip. We spent the last yeah. hour talking about an announcement that ESPN and Fox uh, and Warner Brothers, a.k.a. like the Turner Channels, are coming together to create a super app that will have all of their sports on one streaming service. Your thoughts? Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know how to answer that question. I need to look at that. You're okay. just excited. It's okay. We don't know the price point of it yet, but it's apparently going to debut this fall. Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. The so, price point, what would your – you guys are media-oriented. Of sports. Having people. What would it be? We, I'm going to guess 40, that 40 is my a month. guess too. My guess is going to be $40 a month. And do you have to get it or you're screwed or could you go without it? No, essentially can- this is, as we, we talked it out again over the last hour, essentially, this is for someone, Sip, who has a streaming service but literally only has it for the sports channels and says, I don't need... I don't need the food network. Or cable. I don't need yes, or cable. I don't need, you know, movie channels. I just want to watch my favorite sports because that's the only thing I watch. The only stuff that, that you would not get on this streaming service would be like CBS, which you could do with an antenna, same with NBC, and then like CBS Sports Network. Otherwise you'd have BTN, you'd have Fox Sports One, you'd have the over the air ABC uh, Fox stuff. You'd have you'd have I mean a Nebraska fan essentially could watch the majority of their stuff on this app. Huh, but they could also watch all of it without it. Correct. 
Correct. Yeah, that's all I need to know right there. (laughs) All right. There you go. Are you sad that you're not in Vegas with young Jake? (laughs) Oh, I don't. Sad? Sad. (laughs) I've had had enough travel this. Sad. January. No, that's sad. I mean, it wouldn't. Listen, I haven't been to Vegas since I was 19. Oh. So I wouldn't. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. In all its glory. So I don't know. That's probably a little much stimuli for me, though, to be honest. A lot of lights, a lot of colors. Loud, yeah, a lot of, a lot of people, youngs, yeah. people with opinions. <laughs> I don't mind that part. I mean, the strip uh, looks really different now than it did then. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, you were 19 in 52? <laughs> wow. <laughs> They have these things called fluorescent lights now, Sip. It's insane. Wild, yeah. It's You're really rough on you, Sip. <laughs> Being kind of in the middle of this, I don't know how to feel about it. It's okay, Jeff. It's 100% okay. It's very normal. <laughs> normal behavior for the young. Yeah. Well, here, I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say, I'll be nice now because I did read your column this morning, which you can uh, read at huskeronline.com, part of the uh, On3 network. And uh, you wrote, after an uneven start, this was the headline, with some tense unit meetings, Donovan Riola seemingly has his linemen believing. Uh, I, I've been someone, Sip, that going into last year and, and now going into 2024 as well, been very bullish on keeping him around, very bullish on what the offensive line is going to look like moving forward. And in, in when you look back at last year, I'm wondering what grade that you would give them and then maybe like what what grade would be acceptable then to follow that in 2024? What, what's that next step look like? What grade? That's a good question. Um I'd probably be in the B, B minus range. And I'd like to see him in the at the B plus range this year. I mean, obviously you want to see him in the A range. Yeah. But in the context of what we've seen for the past several years, that's a lot to think about. Man, if it was an A. I mean, what you're talking about is a team I think could be pretty good up front on both sides. I think they have a little more depth on the defensive side up front. They're well-stocked at guard, you know, kind of in the interior on the offensive line. Um, need a little more tackle depth. But, they, you know, they're old. That's the key, right? I mean, they're old. It's an old bunch of guys. And you brought in Michael Mazuka. Uh, he's an old. <laughs> um, relatively speaking. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're just going to line up a bunch of a very – just what you want in the Big Ten. A lot of guys that are in their early 20s that probably some of them are married. Um, and that's just kind of what you want. You know, Ben Scott Center. Right. Left tackle. I don't know what you'll do there. Probably Prohaska. Yeah. Uh, Turner Corcoran has a lot of starts at the, on that side. He, he was hurt, remember, though. And I, I think there's some recovery. Mazuka um, at a guard. Ben Scott at a center. The right, the other guard. I don't know what I don't you know. There's a lot of candidates. Justin Evans, Jenkins, and Latovsky are good. I, I I would say Justin Evans, Jenkins probably has a inside track to a starting job, and then of course Ben Hart with 41 starts on the right side. Sip, what do you make speaking of the offensive line of of Donovan Rayola's sort of uh, you know I don't know it's it, redemption when it comes to public opinion, and, and I, I mean I think the obvious the obvious reason happened is the offensive line looked a lot better right last year than it did the year before uh-huh. but did he get an unfair shake like what is he 
like what do you what do you think of him as as a coach now and and how much of kind of that turnaround should he get credit for as compared to how much the struggles happened two years ago I think you should get a lot of credit I mean it's not but again it's not you know it's not a finished product right now with, with Donovan these guys are you know we want to see how guys like Bryce Benhart and Prohaska and those guards that I mentioned kind of finish their careers or in, in the case of Justin Evans, Jenkins, and Latosky, how well they, how do they develop? I mean, how well do they develop? I don't, I, it's still an evolving discussion with Donovan, but he, he clearly impressed rule from the, from the get go mm. and then continued to do it. And then when Ethan Piper says he sets the standard Donovan mm-hmm. for the entire program, it wow. gets your attention, right? And I, and I, and I said, what, now are you talking, what are we talking about here? You're, you're talking about Rayola, not Rule, right? He goes, yeah, I'm talking about Donovan. Rayola sets the standard for the entire program. He is very meticulous. You know, you notice he wears, I like, you know, I, I almost got to be apologetic for being an old, but I like his, his, he's very, and I know this is not in vogue in today's, collegiate athletics, but he's very team-oriented. He wears black on purpose. It's his, it's because he doesn't, he, he doesn't want to, he doesn't think he should stand out in any way. If you ever notice, Donovan always wears black. And it's because of that. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to stand out because it's a team game. He wants his guys to be team-oriented. You is kind of his mantra and again, this is not what we hear in today's society very often, but it's you come last, which is a lot, you know, we just don't hear enough of that probably. But in his world, it's you come last. Steve Sipple from Husker Online joining us. Hey, talking about returning production, that was another discussion that Jack and I had today because Bill Connolly from ESPN, he released his returning production metrics yesterday. And Nebraska, I don't know if you've had a chance to see this, they were third in the entire country. Um, behind Virginia Tech and one other school, and it's not just a uh, you know raw snaps that are back. It's weighted, and it's weighted in on offense towards like a position group like the offensive line, and less so in terms of uh, a running back production returning on defense. You know, just raw tackles made or are emphasized. When you hear that Nebraska has the third best returning production in all of college football going into twenty four, like what what does that mean to you? It means a lot to me. It really does. I I keep saying it. You know, they've lost a lot of games in the last few years, and we all we all we've seen it all. We we ruminate, hash it over all all the time. But I what I keep saying, and I, what I've been consistent in saying, we, we weren't we weren't covering a bad team. I mean, this, they weren't bad. Uh, really, during the frost era, they weren't terrible, right? We, I never felt like I was covering a train wreck. Except, you know, when they, I guess when they played Oklahoma, they got out of hand. Well, Georgia Southern was out of hand. Then they got rid of Frost and Shenander, and things kind of turned, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was back to where, yeah, I mean, they're all right. They're competitive. Um, and then same, you know, last year was that. They were competitive. I, wasn't, I didn't ever feel like I was really covering a bad program. I didn't even feel that way when they played Michigan. I was disappointed because I felt like they just kind of went away against Michigan. But, again, they came back strong against Illinois, and they were good. Pretty good team. And I think they'll be a pretty good team again. 
you know, I, I just wonder, like you and everybody else, can they can they get to a crazy number like eight wins? You know, I I would think it could, but I'll tell you what. Here's the thing, though, and you don't really. I mean, I know. Remember, Josh, you'd always ask me what was wrong with Frost's program, and and what 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 you know. I always wonder kind of what's going on behind the scenes, what keeps it from getting over the top. I mean, the more I hear, and sometimes those answers don't come right away. I've told you before, they kind of come over time. Some people have to leave. What I what I've ascertained is this: just needs fire. This needs fire. Rules help, but there's more needs. There's just it's just too casual in a lot of ways. I, from what I've you know, I talk to a lot of people, and I still think rule has to battle that. It's the, there's an acceptance, you know, that it doesn't go on at Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, uh, now Oregon. You know, an acceptance of you know we don't have any all Americans, and you know, I don't know if we want to get up at six thirty and work out because that's pretty early. You know, things like that. I I think that – I still think that program's in need of a lot of fire. And maybe they've – I hope they've brought that in, starting with the head coach and then continuing with the, you know, the guys they're bringing in as players. Uh, that's that's why I'm, I'm hopeful of that. But, man, you just don't – you just don't know until Saturday starts coming. Sip, tomorrow, uh, media gets to hear from Matt Rule, um, and I know there's not yeah. as much to talk about as there normally is on signing days in February as there, as there used to be. So what? I, I guess I'm wondering, what are you interested in hearing from him about maybe kind of, kind of generally here when you haven't had a chance to do so for a while? Well, just the kind of the what's spring ball going to look like, just little questions like what do you do? Are you got to put those quarterbacks in green and uh, – parameters for spring ball but I think the main thing I'm interested in is with Glenn Thomas and Satterfield what's how's that what do those duties look like mm-hmm. you know for instance with play calling um how is I mean what just the, the offense in general how does that kind of I would call it a minor staff shakeup how does it affect it um how is Satterfield how is that Satterfield affected in this that's the thing I'm really pretty interested in um, maybe maybe you know his expectations. It's a good question to ask him about that all that returning experience. Um, what what does he expect diff- to look different in year two? What should look different mm-hmm. in year two? And you know some of this is <laughs> it's, it's, there's some there's, I guess there's a level of hesitancy to go all in because you're going to have a freshman quarterback probably mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine you're going to have a freshman quarterback so i don't know the, the, the main question i have is about the coming of glenn thomas and the way he impacts the offense and the especially the play calling part uh sit before i let you go we we were talking about vegas earlier and you mentioned yeah and been since you were 19 and we got a lot of response about that um, right. and- <laughs> Andrew writes, Sip hasn't been to Vegas since the mobsters still ran it. Uh, K- KD says, last time Sippa went to Vegas, they had dirt roads. And then uh, you'll recognize this this name. Michael Severe says, did Sip hang with Sinatra there? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I was at 
I was at a, what's that place? Oh, Circus Circus of all places is oh, where geez. I was. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, right. <laughs> I, I found it to be interesting because I was there on Christmas and oh. sure wouldn't have known it was Christmas on December 25th at 8 a.m. Um, but that's okay. It was, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. No, but the, I don't remember. I can't tell you that I remember all that much of it. If you look closely at pictures of the Rat Pack, yeah, you'll see Sipple in he's the in background. He's in the background. He's usually in the background, but he's he was usually in the original somewhere Ocean's behind 11. Sammy Davis Jr. And you'll see him. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Who was the Rat Pack? Sinatra, Sammy Davis, uh, Sipple. I was going to ask the same question. I have no idea who was what, in the like, original uh, Mickey rap Rooney. Uh, it was. I think it. I think it was maybe a loose Mark. definition. I don't know if they gave you like a card. No, no. That, Dean Martin was the one that was Dean, elusive in Dean, my brain. Dean Martin. Yeah, Dean Martin. Yeah, he was. Yep. He was always cross. I mean, just go on Johnny Carson. Obviously. Yep. Like really, really hammered. He was super fucking <laughs> super. Mm. Yeah, Humphrey Bogart for the early days, uh, Joey Bishop, Peter Lawford. Joey. I'm obviously reading this from a yeah, Wikipedia from page now. Dickinson. Mm. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. No, I don't. I uh, no, there's never any Rat Pack deals. I'm, I just remember Circus Circus in that in the morning of Christmas, and and I was struck by just the fact that it didn't look like Christmas. You know, there's nothing that would have indicated it was Christmas. Mm. Well, yeah. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Uh, Sip, have a great rest of your week. Uh, sorry that, that Jake is gone. I hope that you enjoy the morning show, and we'll uh, talk to you on Tuesday next week. Well, thank you, guys. That was a good conversation. All right. Later, Sip. Steve Sipple joining us here on the 42 Degrees, the source hotline. <clears throat> That's hilarious. Just imagine sip on Christmas Day, whatever year where's, that was, Cir- holiday, at Circus Circus. Where's which the is holiday the, spirit? Yeah. Not there. Uh, so, you know, the uh, the streaming stuff ended up taking over things for quite some time. I think there was maybe one more question that I wanted to get to that we could get to next. But okay. we also have to have Jack versus Caitlin Clark. We have to let Jack be problematic. Yeah, but- indeed. Uh, yeah, but we'll read an email from Brian about uh, the cable, or not the cable, the bundle, if you will, uh, streaming service. Basically cable. And uh, we'll talk about that, and then we'll talk about Caitlin Clark. We have some content coming up. What's for dinner as well? It's Unsportsmanlike Conduct on 1620 The Zone. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.